Welcome to the Wealthy in Pajamas podcast, where it's not all about the money, but it's not not about the money. I'm your host, Sonia Highfield, the Wealth Expansion Coach, here to help creatives find their real version of wealth, build profitable businesses, and be happy, healthy humans. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two. I hope that you enjoyed the first episode, and if you haven't listened in, go listen in. Um, I would love to hear back from you and see what your definition of wealth is. So go listen to that if you haven't, but today I'm excited to dive in and share about my story and how the heck I ended up here as a wealth expansion coach. And so I'm going to go back in time and tell you a bit about my you know, my career history and hopefully validate your story as well, because I was an art student, like I know many of my clients were, didn't exactly know how I was going to make money, didn't exactly know where I was going, but I had an idea and I set out to be a photographer. And I know that probably I I share a lot of the, the struggles that you have been through as well. And, you know, I'm just going to share my story and, you know, tell you how I came out on the other side and how I can help you do so as well if you're still having some of these struggles. So I don't want to say that everything is a struggle. That's not really the, that's not really what I like to focus on, but there are challenges and we all have our unique paths. And I know that what is personal is also universal. So if you can see yourself in some of my story, awesome. I know that it's such an honor for me when I get to hear my clients' stories and I can see myself in their stories too, right? That really creates such a sacred connection. So anyways, without <laughs> ranting too much about that, let me tell you about my story. As I said, I went to art school. I knew I wanted to do photography. Um, I always like to kind of say that I was like the worst art student because I really wasn't great at anything besides photography. And when I, you know, got to college and was studying photography, I wasn't really that great at photography either. But I I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something with photography. Um, I was really big into, you know, the conceptual side of it. Fine art side was really what my school focused on. And so that's what I thought I was going to be when I graduated was a fine art photographer. Then I got into the real world. <laughs> and was like, okay, how the heck do I make money? Because I wasn't prepared to actually make money. And one thing that I learned is that every artist is a business. And I think that so many schools actually do a disservice to young creative people by not preparing them to really run a business or consider their products, their art, their creations a business. And for me, I am also really stubborn. <laughs> Aries here. I'm really stubborn. And I was like, I'm not going to just work any kind of random job. I want to work in my field. I want to work within the art industry. And I felt really lucky that I got a job at a gallery at Tufts University when I first graduated. And it was like part-time and it was really not as like cool and prestigious as I thought it was going to be. I basically sat in the gallery and then let people like ask me some questions, but 
people at that school actually didn't even know there was an art gallery there. So it was not the most exciting job, but I was happy. It was in my industry and I never went into a corporate position. Um, the most kind of like formal job I actually had starting out was with a photo production company and they did school portraits and I wasn't even taking the photos. I was working in the office doing Photoshop and it was like not even really a corporate job because it was a small company and people walked around the office like in their socks. <laughs> so I really never had that kind of corporate nine to five career experience. For me, it was always different kinds of art jobs and gigs. And I did some nannying as well. And then I worked with another photo gallery um, and a photo archiving company. Um, that was amazing. It was really cool. I got to go through all these amazing black and white photos from uh, a couple different photographers. Anyways, I'm not going to go into details on everything. Otherwise, this will be the longest episode ever. So anyways, I was working different, you know, different artsy gigs and I was doing freelance photography on the side, trying to figure out like, what do I want to do? How do I make money with this? Can I make money taking headshots? Apparently, yes, I can. So... <laughs> I was I was finding my way and what I really got into was well first of all I have to say I had this amazing opportunity come and I honestly I think it came from like a neighbor in my mom's neighborhood and I ended up getting a assistant position with this very well-established, well-known interiors photographer. And so I was helping him for about eight months full-time shooting like in these beautiful, just like crazy beautiful multi-million dollar homes all over New England. And it was a really great experience, even though he was a pretty weird guy. <laughs> but he knew what he was doing and I, it gave me a lot of experience shooting interiors and working with these you know higher end clients it was for architects and interior designers and magazines and so that was a really amazing experience and opened my eyes to kind of a different world of photography i started getting into some interiors on my own and then my other big thing was food I started shooting for restaurants and you know there's there's some more details in here about how how I got some opportunities but I ended up starting my photo business working with local businesses other you know up and coming like startups and entrepreneurs doing headshots doing some you know products product shoots for other local artists and I had some amazing opportunities along the way but it was really tough figuring out how to run a business and how to present that business and how to network as someone who is introverted and shy and you know young i would go to networking events and be like the youngest person and it was tough you know i was definitely in like hustle mode trying to figure it out trying to make the money trying to figure out how to price myself and also just you know working with anyone who would say yes to me or anyone who came to me i would say yes to them Right? I'm sure a lot of you can relate where you're like, I'll just take any client, <laughs> whoever you are, whatever you got, like, I'll take it. I'll make it work, right? Doing shoots for free, doing really discounted shoots, right? Along the way, I really was falling in love and doing a lot of research with how to run a business, how to be an entrepreneur. I come from a very entrepreneurial family, but 
every business is different, right? And being a, a younger generation, it was a different environment for growing a business. You know, social media was really more of a focus, although my photo business was built just word of mouth in Boston, networking, you know, some, some SEO help because people, clients would find me through my website, but it was a lot of networking and referrals and just building it from the ground up. Along the way, you know, I had a lot of really good and bad experiences, but there was one experience that literally brought me to my knees. I got hired by this, again, local, you know, kind of startup company. Um, They were starting like a, a juice company and I got hired to do a shoot with them. And at first it seemed like so great. It was so cool. Like we really were, you know, aligned and thought it was just going to be so awesome. And I showed up for the shoot and it was like, just everything was going wrong. It was really hard to shoot the bottles and I was frustrated and the client was frustrated and I was getting sick while I was there. Like I started to have a migraine come on and being who I was at the time, I There was like no way I would just call off the shoot or cancel in the middle of it. And even though I was getting a migraine, like a real migraine, I was trying to push on and it was just torturous. You know, I could tell that the clients were getting frustrated. And at one point I literally had to run out of the room to go throw up because my migraine was that bad. So that was a hot mess. We ended the day, I did like, I think it was a full six hour shoot. We ended the day, it clearly hadn't gone well. I was sick and like dying. (laughs) The client was obviously, you know, concerned that we didn't get what they needed. And, you know, I was was saying all the right things and, you know, uh, offered to take the product home with me and shoot it and just, you know, giving them options. But I was struggling and I left for that day not feeling good and also not having received payment. I knew that I should have said something in that moment, but I was feeling so sick, I just wanted to go home. And so I left. And what happened after was basically the client became like a total nightmare. They were so condescending. They ended up not paying me what they were supposed to pay me. You know, I didn't stand up for myself. It just was like a disaster. I remember being in my apartment bedroom one day as I was in the midst of this like back and forth with these clients who were just like dragging me through the mud and I was on the like on the rug in my bedroom like in child's pose (laughs) and I just remember this sensation coming over me that felt almost like a like a waterfall like this very cleansing experience sensation and I was like I need to refresh everything in my business because I'm working too hard to not receive what I what I need. You know, I can't keep putting up with shitty people who don't treat me well, who don't respect me, who don't pay me and to not have, you know, a good experience as I'm running my business when I'm the one in charge of it. Like what the hell, right? I'm sure you've had a moment like that as well where you're like this should be going better. And I'm the one, like I'm the one making the choices, making the decisions. I'm the one in charge. You know, why is this, why is this like so shitty? After that moment, I 
really sat down with myself and did this whole exercise on, you know, what do I want? What do I deserve? Like, how do I want to work? How do I want to live? You know, what do I need? And I made three rules for myself moving forward that if I was going to run this business, it was going to feel freaking good. <laughs> it was going to work for me. I was not just going to people please and be at the whim of what every client wants and try and be perfect for them and just suffer. So I put these three non-negotiables in place in my business. And the first one was that my clients have to be nice humans. And we all know that can feel harder to come by than, than it should sometimes, right? So they have to be nice humans, like really through and through. You know, if there's any red flags right away, like it's a no. It's a no for me, dog. And the the second non-negotiable was that they have to pay my price. And guess what? That price also has to take care of me. So I set my prices up so that I was no longer doing, you know, one-off, one-hour shoots. My, my new rules were that every shoot had to be at least two hours. And at the time I was charging, I think it was $3.75 an hour. So it was something like, you know, I would make $7.50 in two hours. That would cover my rent. And so I knew that that's what I needed. That's what I wanted. So I wasn't working so much. So I wasn't hustling, you know, so I wasn't killing myself shooting and editing and doing all the things and then still not having money in the bank. So my clients had to pay my prices. That was a non-negotiable. I was over doing discounts, not being paid on time, all of that. I shifted my own rules for, you know, how I did my payments, how I took them in, how I onboarded clients, but they had to pay my price. And then the third non-negotiable was I had to like the project. It had to be a project I was interested in, right? So instead of just saying yes to everyone and their mom, you know, I, I was going to focus more on what I really wanted to shoot. And so those became my non-negotiables. It really did change my business. It changed my experience of my business and of myself, where now I was listening to my intuition. If I was, you know, connecting with a potential client and they sounded like an asshole or they were already trying to, you know, bully me around or they were already asking for discounts, right? I really let myself be in charge of my business and set it up so that I could make a profit without hustling my ass off and get what I needed out of this business. And that was a game changer for me. And sure, there were times where it felt scary to you know, raise those prices and uh, say no to people or projects. Absolutely. But it was just so worth it to be courageous and stand up for myself. And you know what? The more that I was solid in what I needed out of my business and what was allowed in my business, the better clients I got, the better experiences I had, the more fun I had. And the more other people, you know, didn't cross my boundaries because I was solid in them. I wasn't going to waver anymore. That was kind of the first half of my career life before I began this, this second business. And as my photo business changed and I started to make more money, I started to have more fun. I was working with nice people. It just felt totally different. And then in the summer of 2015, something started percolating in me 
And it's a feeling that I've had a couple times since, but it was totally new to me at the time where I just was waking up ready to go every day on fire. I was so excited. I knew that there was something bigger brewing. I didn't know what it was at first. And then I just got hit over the head with this idea and this urge to help other creatives with their businesses. I felt like I had gotten to a place where I was working with big name companies. I was working with, you know, Fortune 500 companies, with international magazines, with celebrity chefs. I was, I was rocking and rolling. I knew what business was about and I was doing the damn thing. And I had really, you know, shifted my approach. And all of a sudden I got this calling to help other people. It was like, okay, Sonia, you really figured something out here that other creatives, other artists really need because I knew that at the time, you know, this was about six years ago, there was a gap. There was a gap in the market of who was helping creatives and with what. Because what I realized was that it wasn't about making my photo skills better. That's not what made me more money or got me more clients. It was really about my business skills and my mindset. And so I knew that I had something to offer people. And as I like to say, I thought I was gonna start a blog, but I started a business. And I had such a big vision for this business when I started it, and it was completely different than what I'm doing now. Uh, when I started, I thought I was gonna put on like events and panels for colleges and bring in artists and have them talk about what it was like to really be a successful working artist and talk about the business side of things. So that was actually where I began with building this business. I was not, like, I didn't even know about coaching. I was not thinking about me necessarily, like helping people and leading the way and sharing my information, but it was, it was just a totally different idea. So I started <laughs> and yeah, it went in a totally different direction than I would have expected. To be honest, I thought like, I know how to run a business. This is going to be easy. I'm going to start this business and it's going to be, you know, an easy 100K year, no problems, rocking and rolling. And that is not how it went at all. <laughs> And I had a really traumatic coaching experience. I hired this husband and wife coaching team and they were not bad people, but they just didn't know what I really needed. They were trying to fit people into a little box, a little structure that someone else had given them. And it just really wasn't what I needed. And so I spent the first six months basically just spinning my wheels and trying to create all of the freebies and all of the webinars and, you know, getting all this expensive software and just doing things that I didn't need to start with. And that really kind of took me away from actually being of service. And so I walked away from that experience feeling like, okay, I know exactly what not to do as a coach and I can do this so much better. I actually know how to help people with their businesses. I actually know how to listen. I actually know how to guide. I actually know how to customize strategy. And I walked away actually really pissed off, <laughs> but really fired up to go help people and to begin to claim this, this title of coach. 
And what I realized is that coaching came really naturally to me. It was actually something I've been doing my whole life, you know, deeply listening, guiding people, asking pertinent questions, you know, really, really being a really being a coach for the people that were in my personal life already. And and some of the people that I had worked with in my photo business as well, you know, I love to give my photo clients like resources and marketing suggestions. And, you know, I, I just was already pretty much coaching. And so I then had to step onto that path of claiming the title coach. And that took a little while as well, because I had these mixed feelings about coaches now, you know, after this bad experience. And so um, it took me a little while to get on board. And once I did, once I decided, okay, I'm going to be a coach, I'm going to share what I know, share my wisdom, which at the time was really just focused on pricing to profit, a bit of, of money mindset, and putting boundaries in place for your business and for that, you know, sweet, sweet work-life balance, right? Going after that, that ideal work-life balance, figuring out what that actually means. And so that's where I began. And it's really been such, such a journey since then that I just could not have predicted. I feel like in this moment, I'm just kind of acknowledging myself too for like, wow, good for you, younger Sonia, who had no idea what she was getting into, who really took some big, scary steps and put herself out there and who really just followed her intuition because I, I thought I was gonna be a photographer forever. I really had no idea that I, I would do anything else with my life. And that transition period was also um, not overnight. It was about three years before I went full-time with my coaching business. And I really went through a grieving process, leaving my photography business and figuring out like, who, who am I now? <laughs> and, you know, can I help people by like just talking to them? And it's been the most deeply, you know, personal, a personally transformational experience and deeply healing experience and, you know, spiritually expansive experience that I just could not have predicted. And I, you know, I'm just going to toot my horn for a minute. I'm really proud of myself for taking those steps and, and following this path because it's brought me to a place that I, I'm really proud of. It's not, a, it's not always easy, that's for sure, but I feel like I'm doing my sole purpose work. I know that I'm doing my sole purpose work and I see it reflected when I help my clients figure out how to their, make their businesses feel good, you know, how to do their sole purpose, how to really honor themselves in this crazy, crazy journey of entrepreneurship. And it is a crazy journey. Like this is not for, <laughs> this is not for sane people. <laughs> it's such an expansive and, you know, winding road that we decide to go on. And it's so deeply rewarding. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here in this moment. Um, so that's a bit about my journey. And I guess I will share a little bit more too about, you know, what this work has actually looked like and how it's developed. Um, because like I said, I started with just what I knew, which was, you know, helping people price themselves. That was really my main focus. And that's still a lot of what I do on this crazy journey. It's really been 
intuitively led. And that's a big thing because I did study business a little bit in college. I actually minored in art entrepreneurship, which at my school, all the entrepreneurship classes were graduate level classes. So I was taking these classes that really felt like way over my head, <laughs> but they did give me a little bit of insight into this world of entrepreneurship and you know business and thinking about profit margins and marketing. And I couldn't really take it in at the time, but it definitely, you know, gave me a bit of insight. But otherwise, like what I learned was what I learned from running my own business was from really building up a creative business, you know, from the ground up by myself, learning as I went. Everything that I help people with is a combination of my own experience as well as my intuitive wisdom and also honoring my clients intuitive wisdom for themselves, right? Because when people come to me, it's not that I'm going to say, here's how I did it. Here's exactly how you should do it, right? Here's my goals. These should be your goals too, right? Here's my version of wealth. You know, this should be your version. That's really not my approach. And so it's very intuitively led. That has also been a, a big process in trusting myself in listening to myself and developing, you know, how I receive my intuitive guidance, trusting myself in sessions with clients and going where we really need to go. Because usually when clients show up, it's for those surface level problems of, I want to make more money or I need help structuring my programs or, you know, I need to get more visible. And then I really need to trust my intuition and the energy that my clients are putting out for where we need to go to find healing, to find answers, to understand their true desires, and then to build from there, right? What do they need? What strategy is going to make sense? You know, what mindset patterns do we need to work on? Uh, what energy healing can we incorporate? And you know, my work got a whole lot more woo-woo than I ever would have anticipated. And it's such a cool thing. And along the way, again, it's a lot of listening to my intuition and channeling information because y'all, I didn't set out to like be a money coach, be a wealth coach. You know, I had a really hard time with money. It's not something that's come easily to me. I, I still have challenges with it, you know, and I believe that often what we're challenged by most is what we're here to get curious about and understand and heal for ourselves so that we can help others with. And I'd love to know how that plays out in your own work, right? If you can see, here's something that you know, I, I'm challenged by, but I'm also really kind of an expert on now because it was so challenging. I had to figure it out. And now I help other people with it. Maybe that's true for your work. Maybe, maybe it's not, I don't know, but that's certainly how it's been for me. And it's been surprising to receive the information on, you know, what is wealth, how to work with the energetics of wealth, you know, wealth consciousness, what people need healing around for their relationships with money and their relationships with themselves. And so that's really what my work focuses on now. And I use a combination of the mindset work, of meditation, of intuitive energy work, of intuitive wisdom, of movement, and of that more traditional, you know, business strategy. So that's where I come from. That's where I'm at now. 
and it's been it's been quite a journey and there's a lot more to come but um i'd love to know if any of my story overlaps with your own story and if you haven't actually taken time to like sit down and think about the journey that you have been on with your business even if it's only been you know a year i bet you've been on quite a journey already right so this is such a good exercise to sit down and think about your career journey, your business journey, and how far you've come and what you've overcome and how you've grown and changed. And just acknowledge yourself a little bit. Have some pride for yourself. Honor what you've gone through because I know, I know it has not been all rainbows and butterflies. It's never gonna be only rainbows and butterflies, but I'm here to tell you that even if you're still stuck in the hustle mode, even if you're still having you know, a lot of anxiety, I used to have a lot of anxiety about my work. Even if you feel like there's parts of you know, wealth or your vision that you haven't really tapped into yet, that is okay. It is worth the journey to figure out those things, to really build yourself up from the inside out, to really cultivate your wealth within yourself and within your life and within your business and to go on this journey that you know it's never just about the money it's never just about the business it's such a personal thing to put your creations to put your healing to put your ideas out into the world it's no small thing and it really does change you so just acknowledge yourself and know that if there's parts of business that are really not feeling good for you now, it's worth it to work on them and to work on yourself and to figure it out. Because when you land in a space where I feel like I'm in now, where I'm just so lit up by my work, where I'm so deeply grounded in my work, where I'm so on purpose, I know that it was worth all of those not so great experiences. It was worth the clients who didn't respect me and it was worth investing in myself again and again and again and again and again so that I could land in this space and of course it's not perfect right but land in this space where business feels really good and when it doesn't I know how to tweak it I know how to adjust I know how to get support and to be able to help my clients do the same is just an honor so I think that's that's a good bit of story time for today. So I'm gonna wrap here. I'd love to hear from you. I would love to hear you know how you've overcome, how you've grown, what you can honor yourself for, and to really acknowledge all of the wealth that you have brought into your life and into yourself and into your energy sphere from being on this business journey. I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this wealth movement with me. I so appreciate you and I'll talk to you soon. Hey all, thank you so much for tuning in today. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, share, and leave a review so more people can learn about this work and access their true wealth. And if you'd like to continue your wealth work, please pop onto my email list so you can choose your own wealth adventure, whether that's applying for one-to-one coaching, accessing my DIY content, or staying tuned for upcoming wealth boosting programs. You can find all that at the following link, 
bit.ly bit.ly slash wealthy pjs pjs bit.ly slash wealthy pjs join me there and let's get wealthy 